Look at me. Okay. I'm controlling it, Dee. Perfect. All right, then we're good. Now I understand. We're awesome. Hold it over just a titchy touch, Jen. Just because the light, there's too much room on the light. Yep. So it's perfectly even. There you go. What's the difference? What's the difference? Go back. Bonk it. Just bonk it. Bonk it. Bonk it a little. Bonk it a little. Bonk it a little. Bonk it a little. Bonk it a I, on the other hand, am not doing anything right here. I am standing still, not moving. <laughs> Tell me one more time what I'm saying at the beginning. I can't. Kids' meditations for Lent week three. Got it. I'm good. Kids' meditations for Lent week three. Our story today is from Mark chapter 11 and Matthew chapter 21. Arriving on the donkey, Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he had looked around at everything, it was already late. So he went out to Bethany with his friends, the disciples, and they spent the night. On the following day, they returned to Jerusalem, and he entered the temple and began telling those who were selling things and those who were buying things in the temple to get out. He turned over the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. The whole time he was teaching them and saying, it is written, my house will be a house of prayer where people from all over the world can pray, but you have made it a den of robbers. Then the chief priests and the scribes were afraid of him, but the people who were blind and those who were disabled and the little children all came to him in the temple, and he healed them. On the day we call Palm Sunday, Jesus enters Jerusalem. He arrives to people praising him and the waving palm branches of his fans. Where do you go first when you return to your hometown? Jesus goes home. He goes straight to his father's house, the temple. Imagine him excited to be in the temple, eager to be in the holy place, my house, he calls it, his father's house, a house of prayer and beauty and hope. But it's like arriving home to discover that the house sitter didn't take care of the house while the owner was away. The air smells like pigeons and the floor is covered in droppings. Men are counting their coins and clinking. The clinking interrupts the chanting of prayer. And the money changers and the bird sellers are in the business of forgiveness. If you buy the right thing, if you make a sacrifice, then maybe God will listen. People create steps to forgiveness. And sometimes we make others go through those steps when they wrong us. We make them say the right words or do the right gestures and make them pay us back in some way. And we put ourselves through these steps when we mess up. We feel guilty and unworthy. Jesus sees it in the crowds that day. There are people who can afford forgiveness, 
and there are people who can't. He must feel a lot of emotions. But when we read in the book of Mark, he sleeps on it, and the next morning he comes back and flips the furniture. Jesus isn't impulsive. He isn't violent, and he isn't a sinner. He doesn't go back to the city of Bethany and say, I got a little carried away back there. Sorry, guys. He takes it upon himself to physically remove the obstacles between people and God. And because Jesus is in the business of forgiveness, and when the obstacles are gone, those with disabilities, those who are blind, those who are hurting or feeling hopeless, and those who couldn't pay, they all come to him. Now imagine being in that temple right now for a few moments. All the overturned furniture and the mess we make of religion is on the floor at your feet. Step over it. Get around it. Walk right up to Jesus. Do you need forgiveness? Do you need to forgive? You've come to the right place. Great. Okay.